So he's saying he's Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor. Yeah, that's a major red flag. Um, <laughs> I know. Microphone with I my was bare hands. So scared. How do I sound? I just, I would. Does it sound good when oh, I touch fine. it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound fine. It's so high. I, I, do you want me to turn the fan back on? Yeah. I'm going to turn the fan back on. Hi. Welcome to the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. Thank you. Welcome I'm here to every the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. You've never, you're always here. Yes. This is the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. The only show that's about Jake Gyllenhaal on the internet. Yes. That's like only about Jake Gyllenhaal, except yeah, it's also only... about Adam Driver. Yeah, also about Adam Driver. <laughs> except when it's also about Adam Driver. Hey, welcome to the Jake Gyllenhaal. Are you ready? Hi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Wait, did I lose it? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. Hi, losers. Welcome to the Jake Gyllenhaal Hi, I'm the president, CEO, CFO, CLO, CRO, everything in between, and I'm the maker of some pretty nice purple liquid. <laughs> Justin Gross. I forgot to post about us on Instagram today. Oh, well. Um, who are you? Give me like one second. Go ahead. Take that second. Take as much time as you need. Um, thank you. I won't. I will not. Oh, I'll, I'll wait for you. I'm trying you. to find the thing. I'll wait for you. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do that. I was going <laughs> to do... What were you going to do? I was going to pull up one of the funny Lana Del Rey poems and read it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in like, full? <laughs> yeah. I can. Show me to. Uh, and I... Oh, so let me later. do it again. And okay. I am... Um... At the end of Lime and 10th Street down the road, that's green and winding, past the bushes, cypress, thriving past the chain link fence and driving. Further down the road, less traveled, there you are, athleisure wear unraveled. Athleisure wear? Athleisure wear? Yes, now I see you clear, standing stoic, blue and denim, eyes not blue, but clear like heaven. You don't want to be forgotten. You just want to disappear. I only read half of that. Okay, yeah. I'm. I, and who are you, by the way? Clementine. Oh my god. <laughs> Clementine's not just a fruit. It's also it's my, daughter's my daughter's chosen, chosen name. name. Wow. So. I, my name's Jem. Your name is Jem. Thank you. We were talking about Lana Del Rey. I, I think it's funny. I to keep going. I also do think it's funny, and I love to keep going. Because poetry is relevant to what my, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and my po- my love making is my. I'm gonna poetry. see if there's any more funny ones. I okay, you do that. Anyway, here on the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club, every week we watch a new Jake Gyllenhaal movie, except for Jem, who this week watched an Adam Driver movie, which is yes. another thing we also do sometimes. Is we watch an Adam Driver movie. Watch technically two. So I want to say I want to do one quick thing before um, we talk about the movies that we watched. It's not Gyllen news; it's just kind of like world news in general. But I'm very intrigued. We're by talking it. about the war in Ukraine. We're talking about the war in Iraq. <laughs> we're gonna bring. We're gonna throw it back. We're to gonna Iraq. talk about all all of. Just the Middle East, just all of it. The whole thing, all of it. Whole Middle East, the Middle Mm -hmm. East and whole. Yeah, what are you talking about? I want to talk about Netflix. Oh, what's happened? Real quick, what happened? Have you? Did you see the week that Netflix had last week? It was like one of the worst like performances, and I'm really close to. Was it because of the thing where they're like, we're gonna 
So it was, it was this like really weird, not weird, I think it's something that they legally have to announce as a publicly traded company mm-hmm. where they were like, so we're losing a lot of money, billions and billions of money, mm-hmm. of money. We're losing millions of subscribers. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think they reported that they lost either 2 million active viewers or 2 million subscribers. Wow. And yeah, it I never this, used it. It was this hilarious week where, like, and then I think they shuttered an animation branch, um, and then they mm. said that they were going to crack down on password sharing. Yes, that's what, that's that's the, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that, yeah they're going to start cracking down on it for no reason other than we might as well just keep the people we already have, from the sound of it anyway, um, if we can't get new they, people. Was that in response to them losing money? I don't. No, I have no idea. Or did they lose money because of it? Because think, that's what I thought. I, th- I don't, I think it was, it was, I don't even think they were t- entirely related, hmm. uh, quite honestly. I think it was a thing where they announced losses and then announced that they were also going to start cracking down on password sharing. Yeah. Again, for no reason other than from what I can gather, because what else are they going to do at this point? It looks like Netflix is not going to continue to grow a, grow a viewer base. They it's might as well me crack the worst, down on the beauty. One of the it worst. Is, yeah, right let's now. talk about this. It is the worst streaming service, I think, or one of the worst. Yeah. Unless, like, unless you're like me and you like, there's tr- Disney Plus has like truly nothing to offer you, which it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think that Netflix. I watch the Muppet Show. No, I just watch the Muppets. It's not a joke. That's one of the few things I watch. I know it's not a joke. I know know the Muppets are no joke to you. The Muppets are no joke. Jim Henson went to this establishment. It's me when I'm Miss Piggy and I see Kirby. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, Jim Henson went to this establishment. Yeah, he's a statue here. Yeah, he is. I knew that. Yeah. Did, did I tell you that my mom's friend, like, yeah, what you a did close personal f- you did tell friend and co-worker for posed that. for yeah. it? Yeah, that's great. Love it. I love that. My um, boy Charles, shout out. But yeah, if you're not Jim, and you like the Muppet, and you don't like the Muppets, and you don't Who like Star like Wars, you don't like to start warts, mm-hmm. and you don't like to mar some vels, or whatever it is they've got on there, what does Disney Plus have to offer you? That's another, that's another tangent for mm-hmm. another day. Netflix... Truly, what does it have anymore? Like Hulu's been upping their game. Honestly, Hulu is, Hulu is pushing. They just it. got that Kardashian yeah. show. Hulu, Whether or yeah. not you, I mean, I don't like the. Obviously, I don't really. Care I don't for much the care Kardashians. for Kardashians, but yeah, like that is a major acquisition mm-hmm. from a company that, like, I think has like most has of the kind housewives of been, stuff yeah, too. They've kind they've of like been on the up and up in terms of like major acquisitions, and I think it's because Hulu clearly, like, from its inception, like its business model from its inception was, I think, a little bit more shrewd about this, like, the integration of live TV. Yeah, and so I think that, like, you know, in keeping up with I think like SNL things that goes are, there. yeah, exactly. So in keeping up with things that are currently on the air, like that was like that kind of cemented Hulu as like a really good place to a really yeah. good streaming service to have on hand if you watch TV but don't have cable to right? me the best one right now that has the best amount of acquisitions HBO Max yeah HBO Max because it has all the Ghibli easily. stuff yep. it has all the Cartoon Network yep. stuff it has a lot of, it has a lot of like Adult surprise Swim, good stuff yeah all no. the HBO shows which yeah. are all good I don't know man like Netflix is like really publicly going through it right now and they've been doing the thing that they've because they were the original of kind of like the streaming service right, original yeah. things, but they've been pumping out so many things. It's, yeah, it's so much content all the time, and so little of it is well produced mm-hmm. or like it has any sense of investment in it. Yeah, like what's the like in turn? How can you grow audiences for these shows that you would otherwise allegedly yeah. want to succeed if it's so clear and there's such an obvious pattern now that you are not gonna like. Like there's no invest. Netflix has no investment in its regular series or its regular or its like movie. Like who mm-hmm. cares? I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Also, cause... wait, and, and like it, in terms of like. <laughs> I'm 
for those of you who don't know, I do that sometimes when I think when I think that Gemma's talking over me, I like put my hand up in front of Yeah, it's of very them. aggressive. It's <laughs> so a, it's, I can keep going. It's a microaggression. And then, and then Gem just did it to me. It's a microaggression for sure. And my own medicine tastes really bitter. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> did you know that Stranger Things is per episode average right now is I think maybe higher than the entire budget of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Wow. As in, they spend what? 30 mil, I think, an episode right now. Wow. I I can't even. And I can't, like, do people still care? I don't know. Do I they? guess not, because if they're doing so poorly. Game of Thrones per episode average, 15 million per episode for the, for the, um, uh, for the final, for the final season. 15 million per episode. compared to Stranger, Yeah, compared to Stranger Things is 30 million, right? For half, the first oh, half of a final season. It's it fine. It felt quite nice. A nice gentle um, breeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the first half of a final season. Game of Thrones' final season was like, I think, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I, I... Where does that money go? I do... I, I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah. There's this thing that, um... I was gonna. I was wondering how long it would take for me to bring this up. Um, one of the few, obviously, I've discussed this. I don't really like movie channels on YouTube, but yeah. one of the few that I watch is Red Letter Media mm-hmm. because I am a forty-year-old man. I just like this man. <laughs> I'm a forty-year-old man. I just like this man. I like those men. Yeah. Um, and um, they are very big on, which is kind of weird. You'd think that people their age would not feel this way uh-huh. when they hate theaters and yes, they bizarre. love the the trend of of. Streaming, which sure. I completely understand uh-huh. because, like, if you, you know, grew up, it's kind of like the people who, like, like, my people my dad's age are like, why are people getting back into physical music? It's bad. It's, you know, it took forever. It was so hard to maintain. Like, people mm-hmm. are like, it's bad. And I was like, yeah, I agree if that was your only option. Right. That would be bad. And so I completely see where they're coming from, but I still really like, um, Obviously, I wish theaters were not as expensive as they were. Yeah. If they were cheaper, and that's why I like going to the local one that we have, because mm-hmm. um, it's cheap and cheaper independent. And then, and then sometimes when we go with you, sometimes free, free. <laughs> <laughs> and often free. Um, so usually I don't go to the bigger ones. Um, but like, I think the experience of like, I like when a movie comes out that it goes to a theater. And I think it's oh, I, I, and I think it's, I like the option of being able to have it on streaming. Sure. Um, but I think the problem is. Everybody, of course, they're going to choose streaming. Sorry, I went into the microphone. <laughs> of course, they're going to choose streaming. Right. Because. They're going to choose streaming. It's easy. Which, is, which I think then. It's cheaper. Which I think makes me. What, what makes Netflix's whole deal really funny to me is that how would you know this and then just like have an ocean of crap like they're, to wait They're through. like the Why? only. They're they're the only streaming service right now that hasn't jumped on the trend of like we get a movie that's in theaters and because Netflix because Netflix act, behaves like it's a studio right so if yeah. Netflix does that it's a movie that they funded which makes sense but also like like at least because didn't they I think with the except don't look up was in theaters of course right well no that, that's what I'm saying There's like, a few Netflix things Netflix done. will release things to theaters right mm-hmm. but like it's things that they made mm-hmm. so. But, yeah, so I think, and that's okay, it's worked with some things. Like, yeah. I know Tragedy of Macbeth was Apple. Right. Which, great. Great, great, great film. A great great well, Coda film. won Best Picture, that was Apple. Coda, yeah. Coda? Coda. Oh, I didn't know that was Apple. Yeah. I thought that, yeah. that was interesting. Well, yeah, well, and then, like, Power of the Dog was Netflix. Um, the Lost Daughter was Netflix. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but they've not been any doing any of these, like, big and things. And that's also, like, five good movies Disney a year. Because Disney has Marvel. That's five good movies a year mm-hmm. for every, like, 
20 like kissing booth 12s and then like some <laughs> Listen, ran- that was a great film and it's a great feature film but like just the <laughs> stuff that they invest their money in is bizarre to me like mm-hmm. i don't i don't know man and yeah, and, and you're right that like Netflix me... doesn't Netflix like doesn't have like a, a rough Marvel equivalent where they have something that feels sprawling. They don't have like really any acquisitions that are interesting. Yeah, I... they sometimes get like they sometimes get musicians, but they haven't really hopped on that. If anything, like I think, HBO's I think the, been doing a lot thing, of that. The only thing that I think Netflix has been has done a really good job at so far is it, like acquiring a lot of B and C, and in some cases even A minus level like directors who will then like toil away at Netflix who have like this kind of like blank check checkedness yes. where they can they can produce like whatever movie they want to make in mm-hmm. exchange for you know some like moderate attention whereas they would have earlier probably ha- would have had to have gone through like a studio that didn't believe in them like yeah something like almost like, everything I'm looking at mm-hmm. on the homepage right now mm-hmm. it's almost all Netflix originals. Right. Also, The Dark Knight is here, which is weird. That is weird. I don't know why that's here that and weird. not HBO. I'm sure it's also on HBO. That is weird. Super weird. But, uh, but like, I'm sure they I'm sure they threw, like, millions upon millions at Jane Campion. Just say, okay, yeah. whatever you want for Power of the Dog, we'll do it. Sure. Okay, whatever. Whereas, it's like, almost all originals, because the thing that, the first thing that comes up is Russian Doll, which has the new season now. I don't want to watch that. I watched some of the first season. Because I love, I love the first season. I don't think it needed a second season, so I don't want to watch I it. I don't, I didn't finish I it. I, I don't know what it. happened. I loved it. I, lo- um, I, liked, I will not, be, I will not be partaking. I don't remember how far I um, got. I can check. Do you want, do you have anything else to say about Netflix? It's just, like, they need to slim back, because yeah. the shows that people like, mm-hmm. um, they really like, like, people are watching the second season of Bridgerton, which I didn't expect to happen. I didn't expect, honestly, I didn't expect it either. Because, you know... I, thought, like, I guess I knew that it was big. I didn't think it was that big. There's so, a show called Is It Cake? Like ne- Like, ne- Netflix is trying to be everything at once. Which is... It felt admirable it's literally at the time. About, it's like the but meme. Now it, just, now it just feels like a complete dumping ground. Like, I don't know. What's the meme? What's the meme? <laughs> you let me stop you. You um, let me stop you. Do you remember the TikTok thing where people make cakes and they're like, it looks real. And then they That's they on Netflix it. now? Yes. Who cares it's about called, that? It's called Is It Cake? Who cares about that? And it's a whole game show about if something's cake. And it has the guy from SNL that and is, that lady. That and, is dumb. Uh, yeah. That it's, is dumb. And... Which guy from SNL? I don't looking, remember his I'm name. Looking. I don't know his I'm name. Looking. And then it has that per- the, the the blonde lady. I like Fortune Mikey Foster. Mikey Day. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. The sh- this show is quirky. <laughs> when, uh, the other day, I, the other day, I, for- I forced Kat to watch um, various SNL skits that I thought were funny because I'm a bad friend. My, um, can I talk about something briefly unrelated? Sure, because absolutely. you watched. I'm going to shame you. Please. So you watched the Jake Gyllenhaal SNL. I watched every. My I'm parents a, yeah. did not talk to me about that, but yeah. they were really taken by the S, the Lizzo SNL, and that yeah, my dad, it. no, oh, and that my dad loved both performances and hated every single sketch, every single deeply. one. Yes. What? Because he was like, and I haven't seen it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, they they were do, my dad, and and apparently AV Club felt the same way. Uh-huh. I like to read AV Club. Sometimes. Sure. Okay. Where it's like they were doing some of the most outdated sketch sketches possible. Yeah, there were a lot of weird, weirdly, like, weirdly dated outdated. Because the two things I heard was the Vanga bus. Yep, yep, yep. yep. A it's joke Vanga, about Vanga bus. Not just, not just about the Vanga boys. About the Six Flags guy. Yeah, I know. Do, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the six, yeah. 
and then the joke about I got a feeling and my, oh that I didn't watch that I oh, that I knew did. would be bad that I yeah, knew exactly. would be terrible I did not watch Where that it's one. like why first of all, apparently they did not utilize Lizzo when Lizzo is funny and I don't know why they Lizzo didn't is do that. funny I thought that I, at least in the Black Eyed Peas one or just as a whole they felt that's what AV Club and my dad good, said I thought they did a pretty good job with Lizzo I I, I don't know here's my full because I watched I watched most of them I thought the Vanga Boys one was really funny because I thought it's just it's just don't believe you. it is just stupid enough where I'm like okay fine I was like okay cool I'll buy into that like yeah I sure can't okay believe you and then like. There's a philosophy, according to um, Molly Shannon's book, um, memoir, Molly Shannon, you know, do you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know Molly she's, Yeah, she says that the best thing about SNL is breaking character on camera because, mm-hmm. it, because it gives the audience an in and it's an, um, to the humor and, like, it feels like they're a part of the joke, right? Sure, yeah. And I, bl- I agree with that. I mm-hmm. think that makes a lot of sense. So seeing Lizzo break character during things that otherwise I don't think would be that funny. It's oh, one of those sure. things where it's like, I like that you think that this is funny. Which or, makes yeah. me think that this is mm-hmm. a little bit funnier than it probably actually yeah. is. I also famously really, really, really do not like SNL. I like sure. SNL only as a format for musical musical acts. Which is okay. Yeah, sure. Because I think it is one of the smallest stages you can get. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting to see what you do. Sure. It's same with like, a, I, I don't really care for late night, but late night I feel a simmer, similar yeah. way. No, I hate all late night. So I don't know why I, don't know why I still... I, keep up with SNL, but I hate all late yeah, night. Yeah, I, I, do, um, I don't like late night. I like Conan. Um, but besides that, I do not like late mm-hmm. night. Uh, and uh, but So musical acts, small stage, super cool, but this has nothing to do with music. Sure. Um, but I just wanted to shame you for liking SNL because I, I think it's one of the least funny anymore. things you I can watch. I've decided to, ever since I did what I did to Kat, and it was one of the worst things I've ever done, which was, again, make her sit through several SNL skits. I've decided several? to no longer. It was like three, yeah. I've decided to no, That's like half an hour. I've decided to no longer <laughs> feel shame. I don't feel shame about anything. I could. Anymore. I would not even let you do that. I don't. I don't feel shame about anything anymore. Okay. Um, I want before we start talking about the movies we actually watched. Mm-hmm. I now want to ask you I about some movies you didn't watch. When, should I talk about Star Wars? Tell now? me about Star Wars, please. Tell me about your experience watching. So Star Wars. So at some point, I will watch the last one. Do you think so? I I just feel like I'm a completionist at heart, okay, and yeah. yet I've gone this long without seeing it. And I probably will just skip through it like I did. I believe you. So, for context. I believe you. I did do the thing where I skipped through most of the last Jedi, no, Jedi which the last is the second one. Nerd. Yeah. The names are so bad. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> so poorly fitting. Uh, um, like, the f- last Jedi used to be the last one. Why is the Skywalker used to be the first one? Yeah. The, it's anyway. interesting that they called stupid, that one the last Jedi, stupid, but there were several stupid. other Jedi left. Yeah, it's not good. Mm. It's not good. Mm. So, I've seen, I saw the first two in theaters. You saw the last Jedi in theaters? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it, I did. I didn't care. I didn't really feel sure. anything okay. about it. Okay. Um, so, oops, I did not. Last time I watched the red letter media criticism of it, I did not. This time, so sorry mm-hmm. if that's because soon. Yeah, sorry to them. Usually, I like to talk about like because because I'm interested to see people who have who like have been invested in Star Wars in some extent. Sure. Um, talk about it. And those are the people I tolerate the most talking about that. So, you know, the bar is pretty low. So, but I, I do genuinely think, you know, mm-hmm. interesting things to say. Um, I am going to say something controversial. Okay, go ahead. As somebody who, let's say you're skipping to only the interesting parts. Sure. Like I did. Yeah. The Last Jedi, Last Jedi is a significantly more interesting movie if you just skip through all this, the filler. Okay. Because I like the dynamic of, I like the Raylo in this. 
cancel me, kill me. I think it's an interesting concept, legitimately. The connection that they have in the mind and when they're talking to each other, and it's deeply underutilized. You just outed yourself as a Raylo. I'm not because you I don't just think. Outed uh, yourself as I still a don't like Ray. How does it feel to be a Raylo? The movie is a Raylo shipper. You think so? so? The movie? Yes, they end up. I guess they do end up together. The but Ryan Johnson. I mean, Ryan Johnson didn't la- write the last one, but yeah, I guess they do end up together at the end. Don't yes, they? they do. I forgot about that. Um, I forgot about that because Star Wars doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I know I don't like Ray. I think Ray is not a well-written character. Right. And I guess not. I wouldn't, I don't have an opinion. (laughs) And, and Kylo is the only well-written character. Okay. Um, and, uh, the moments, cause there's this whole plot line that pretty much only exists to prove that John Boyega's character is not gay. And I do think that's embarrassing, but I'm sure that that wasn't entirely Ryan Johnson's fault. I mean, like he wrote it, but I do. Yeah. Feel, I do feel like th- I'm. There must have been a Disney mandate where they're like, "Don't make, don't make him gay." Yeah, no, I'm. I'm don't sure, but it's like the there's this huge plot line between uh, Finn and Rose, this mm-hmm. character that's established at this, the beginning of this movie. Right, it's like oh, our sp- sisters dies, and then they become friends, and they go on a quest for something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, it just like doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And they, this little quest they go on, they go to this casino, and they, oh, they get arrested, and oh, all those hijinks right. that ensue. It's just completely unnecessary. And it just takes up so much space in this movie. And it just feels like pretty much none of the movie matters. Sure. But when you skip to the moments that I feel like do matter, it's actually relatively interesting. Like, I think it's really cool when... There's the scene where, like, the scenes where Ray and Kylo are connected in the brain, and they're having conversations with each other. You're a Raylo. Because I am a Raylo. Um, just and and I do think, even though it's a completely under uh, underutilized, and I will give credit to Daisy Ridley. I think Ray is probably an incredibly difficult character to play because there's 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 so it's just like a void. And I I think it I think it's funny, um, that uh. I think it's really funny that Luke Skywalker is like I li- I like where his character goes. I think that's kind of funny. Uh-huh. It's probably how Mark Hamill felt legitimately. Right, because he's like a grumpy guy and he doesn't and he doesn't want to be there. Right. Yeah, I don't think he is naturally. I think he just doesn't want to. No, no, but, that, but that's that's the character. <laughs> yeah, that's the character. Right? Oh yeah, yeah the that's the character. Where he's like, people, I just want to be left alone. Which fandom fandom stuff like people got mad about. People got so people got mad. So mad. Which I think is which I think is equally as embarrassing yes. as like whether or not that was well executed. Like the fact mm-hmm. that you got mad about that. That's so sad to me. The problem that I had and that me and Cat had was like the dynamic of like like Ray being so invested in this over the course of like two days is like not an interesting way to carry that out sure. and if Raylo was like not Raylo what's Ray Raylo Raylo no if Ray was like I just have to do this because X, Y, and Z, I feel stuck. If, if like, there was more nuance to why Ray was there besides, I have to do it because I'm a Jedi and I care about the Rebellion even though I just met them and they killed Han, they killed Han Solo even though even though I just met him two days ago and he died the next day. Well, yeah, okay. And he, But he was so important to me. It, but it just, but like, she cares because he's a franchise player. He's yeah, important he's a, to the franchise. Yeah, that's, what, that's pretty much what Kat said where it's like, yeah, the only reason Ray cares this much is because, is because it's an, she's yeah. an audience stand-in. Yeah. The omnipotent God told her to care. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a really unfortunate execution. I don't think she's a Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. That's like just not a good ex- like way to describe that. Sure. But, you know, because everybody said that at the um, time. Yeah. It's not a good word descriptor. It's not, it's not a very good movie. But it's just like a poorly executed movie. But mm-hmm. again, I, I think any... I will say any single moment in this movie 
where where Kylo Ren is there legitimately putting aside my Adam Driver bias Smash. is just a really yes, of course. But it is like a really interesting part of the movie yeah. because he is a dynamic character mm-hmm. that has it you have so much to work with. They made him hot. <laughs> they put him in those high waisted pants. And gave him and, and had the teats out. That is such teats. a can I say that's one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars history. Act- actively? Because it's it's funny. Okay, yeah. But it's like also <laughs> sure. like a cool scene. But my I'm also analyzing Got the out. They're like, yes, it's like Disney was like, we need to sell on some sex appeal here, but he needs to only have one third of his body That's showing. That's so funny. Like of all the people you could play on the sex appeal of, it's like Adam Driver, who is not ugly. Obviously, like he's not ugly, but like he's not the he's not the one in that in that in that movie. I do, well, obviously, I don't agree I know, with well, you. Yeah, you don't agree. I like Oscar Isaac Oscar too. Is right there! I like Get Oscar there! Isaac too. But he's how he's tall right is there. he? He's like five seven. Yeah. Five nine. Five nine. That's is that true? I'm gonna look it up. I think he's five nine. He might be five seven. Let's see though. who will beat to the beat to it. Five nine. Okay, five nine. That's correct. That's correct. He's good looking too, but he feels short. I can see what you mean. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> Nothing against short men, but You're he short. feels short. <laughs> I am short, but it's different. Okay, all right. It's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it, he, uh, his. I don't like his character in this movie. Okay, so. sure. Yeah. All right. I, I, I don't really like anybody in this movie besides, um, the secret Jedi text. Do you? I just wanted to say that. Oh, that's what I want to see. Say before we move on. Do it. Do when it. When they burn down the sacred Jedi text, uh-huh. they bring back Yoda for no reason. Wait, do they actually? Yes, I what? forgot about this. And Yoda is is a puppet. Oh, I like that, and I like it because. But That's there's cool. no one like pretty much very like. Does he very, die? Yoda's been dead. Oh, I didn't know that. He's been dead. It's ghost to Yoda. Um, it's okay. Yoda, and, and it's just like so funny because Yoda, it's still Frank Oz, I think. Okay, cool. And so you have this goofy puppet with the Frank Oz voice in this movie, where like it's like almost all contemporary. Yeah. And it just like makes me like these movies suddenly, make me Yoda. forget that like Star Wars was goofy once. Yeah. You know, Star yeah. Wars was could have almost been just another goofy B movie, sci fi yeah. B movie. Yeah. yeah. Could could have almost been another goofy. Can you say the line? Sci fi B movie. Can you say the Kylo Ren line? Which one? Blow that he said. <gasps> Blow that piece of junk out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, that was Star Wars. We, uh, Jim yeah. might watch the Last Skywalker, the Rise of you Skywalker. You did not watch Jim it. Jim might watch. Oh, I, I said. might watch Jim it. Jim might watch I it. Jim and I, and no. I was like, Jim you might will watch not. it. I, I certainly won't. One day I will watch the Last Jedi. I think just because I, I, because people I trust um, have said that it's the best one of the three. Um, it's not. I'm okay. The first one is technically better. Like sure. the plot is is like super easy to follow. It's cohesive. Mm-hmm. I am just annoyed by the characters, but the characters do not get better in the rest. Sure. Okay. Anyway, you don't trust me. I don't trust anybody. Who said that? Who said it what was Jenny Nicholson? Is it true. I don't remember saying she, that. She likes it. She likes that one. Hmm. She likes that one. I think H Bomber guy also likes that one. I don't remember. I, um, I don't care. I don't like Star Wars. Um, anyway, let's look now with. 30 minutes left. Let's let's talk first about the Jillian movie of the week, which mm. I normally when we do these um, split episodes, um, it's because the Jillian movie is one that I actually didn't either didn't like or didn't have that much to say about. Mm-hmm. But I'm shocked by how much I liked Denis Villeneuve's and Jake Gyllenhaal's and Hugh Jackman's and Paul Dano's 
film. The Dano. The Dan the Dan the Dano. Remember when we watched Wildlife? Paul Danimal. That's good. Thank you. Prisoners. Mm-hmm. So, Prisoners is a like psychological crime. This can't come out before drama. or after Wildlife. Well before. Oh. Probably like five years before. Maybe yeah. that's when they met and they Maybe became friends. They met and then they kissed on the lips. Um Prisoners. It's a psychological crime thriller about um, Hugh Jackman's kid and Terrence Howard's kids getting snatched up, and they think that it is Paul Dano who did it, so he imprisons um, Paul Dano in a house and tortures him. But meanwhile, Jake Gyllenhaal's on the hunt because it was not Paul Dano, as it turns out. And that's the plot. And that's the plot. Um, I was really reticent to watch this one because in terms of movies in the Gyllenhaal canon... I would say this is probably top five, um, and it it is it has very strong like movies for guys vibes, which again I'm already mm-hmm. like innately distrustful of, and that yeah. is a deeply muted color palette, and it's very violent and very grim and very bleak, and I just for the longest time it was a movie that I thought I wasn't gonna have an appetite for, or otherwise just didn't have any patience for like conceptually. So I was really, I was, A, I went in blind, which I think is great for this movie, but I was, like, in general, pretty um, anxious as to how I was going to feel about it, because I, I had a feeling I wouldn't enjoy it very much. So I was presently, pleasantly surprised by the fact that I kind of loved this. Hmm. It is, it's long, and it is brooding, and it kind of, like, lingers in this place of, again, like, intense violence, and, no, not intense, but, like, graphic violence and despair and and like desperation in a way that you would kind of think is um I don't want to say overwhelming because it definitely is overwhelming but in a way that I kind of expected to be overpowering and um it wasn't really it was it was like it all felt very it was something that was very deliberate right mm-hmm. like here's here's my my issue with zodiac right was that um the scenes of violence that happened early on and are very graphic did not feel super motivated outside of like, well, we're telling a story about the Zodiac Killer. We've got to include these killings in a really sensational manner, right? Whereas the violence and the overall dread built within Prisoners is one that I do think is is building towards... It, it is done very deliberately and told with like this very deft hand that doesn't feel like we're trying... Like, I'm trying to be choked out with like this bad vibe, but rather like choked to death, choked with to a death bad by vibe. bad vibe. The vibe is <laughs> terrible and I'm being choked to death with it. But it, it's not really that. It's more so like just like a really tightly constructed crime thriller. And it's like, yeah, it's less of like a, from what I gather, it's less of like a boy movie, more of like a just tr- like a true crime movie. It, not true, um, but crime. Cr- a crime thriller, right? Which is, which is, I guess the other thing is untrue that I don't know, crime. I don't know, untrue crime, fake crime, false crime. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the difference then between like this and Zodiac. I mean, I do think again that Zodiac is just also not very, like not well put together in the same way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Zodiac, you like in that three hours, you feel all three hours and not in a way that like, I think that, were what what's his name fincher was going for where like the passage of time is meant to be shown as like this grueling process of obsession over the zodiac like it didn't mm-hmm. feel that it just felt like you made a long yeah. movie that wasn't very very kind of like a like a house of gucci exactly you it felt like you weren't focusing very well which mm-hmm. is you know too bad for you prisoners is two and a half hours and it's like laser focused on this like interplay of like grief and desperation and it leading to revenge mm-hmm I don't know. And, like, I don't even know. I don't know where to, like, really hone in right now. I I think this might be my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performance. Oh! 
is it is so this is the kind of performance where What did I say was my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal performance? Brokeback? Wildlife. Wildlife? No. Nightcrawler? It was it might have been Brokeback. I believe it. I don't know. I can't Um, remember. But it is the kind of performance that I think would normally lend itself to guy actor, method actor realm of performance where someone's like, I don't know, getting shredded or um other or otherwise losing a lot of weight. Oh, like, like putting on weight. <laughs> I oh, just yeah. took like, somebody's <laughs> putting their <laughs> Putting them Put on a in. cheese grater. You get like Or you just like shred them like an important document. But like that's the noise that makes like and you put them through the documentary. Slide whistle noise. We're having fun making sounds. Because it's a fun movie. I need something fun to talk about. Yeah. I'll have some fun um, But he doesn't. Mm. He does, he, kind of, he just kind of looks like the same guy he normally does. Um, the only yeah. like major physical like, and it's like these these actually like really interesting like subtle physical cues where like throughout the movie he has like an eye twitch and it like only gets worse the more mm-hmm. angry he gets until the yeah. point where like at the in the last in this last confrontation with the actual child kidnapper it's not Paul Dano it's Melissa Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. She's an actor. She has an Oscar. She's just well, an actress. For what? Um. Um. This. Uh, I think it's also a David O. Russell movie, but it's called a uh, uh. called The Fighter. She wait, was supporting this, wait, which movie was is Zodiac David O. Russell? No, what were you um, saying? D- Zodiac is David Fincher. Oh, yes. Um, David. 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 Uh, David. David. Now I'm just doing different voices from Shit's Creek. The Pepe. The Pepe. David. The Pepe. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, you gotta you gotta love you gotta love Kath. You gotta love Kath. Gotta love my, my girl, girl catheter. Catheter, catheter O'Hara. O'Hara. You gotta love my girl catheter. She gets it done. <laughs> she, she gets it done. She works get me it out done. every time. <laughs> catheter O'Hara works me out mm-hmm. every time. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just like it's surprisingly subtle for a movie that is other like that is already quite subtle. Same with Hugh Jackman. Like Hugh Jackman's really only Huge doing doing an, an insanely good American accent because the, the Australians are usually better at them than the British are. Yes. Um, and it's and it's like he's again he's not shredded. He just like looks haggard, but he's not like it's just it's a it's a it's a form of embodying that doesn't involve like breaking the boundaries of of like your personal life. To do a to do an otherwise yes. very grueling I, I am, and these are grueling performances. Yeah. Um, I think another thing I, I want to quickly mention. I did not know that Viola Davis was in this movie, and what a be- what a lovely surprise, right? <laughs> what a beautiful <laughs> a surprise. surprise. I think this might be the beginning. Even though I do believe that this came out after the Help, I would say that this, this is the beginning of the Viola Davis serious Viola actress. Davis in the Help. Yes. Huh. Yes. I only remember one part of the Help. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. The pie, of course. He did. That is such a. I really don't. I'm sure that movie's really bad. It is not great. Um, I do not remember, but uh, I just remember Octavia Spencer in the pie. Well, that's and right. I, just, I think she won an Oscar for that. So as she, she should. should. As she should because she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Good, I've, she's good. been good in good everything. For her. Good for her. She also should have won an Oscar for, for Ma. Ma. Yeah. Um, Viola Davis is <laughs> Viola Davis is in this movie as um, the mother of Terry Howard's children. Right. Well, they're married. Um, mm-hmm. Because the whole the whole thing is that like. We're, we're coming from two um, children snatched from two kind of two parallel lives where Hugh Jackman's family is like like middle class, if not lower middle class, working class. Um, and they're doom- like he's a doomsday prepper, basically. Like he's got he's got a basement that nobody's allowed to go into because it's full of supplies. And he's like mm. a carpenter and he teaches um, Dylan Manette, has his son, how to hunt because, you know, you never know. It's good. It's good to be prepared, that sort of thing. And Terrence Howard and um, Viola Davis are just like two parents. 
just two just nice parents. Two, parents. two nice parents. They're very sweet. Um, I think the guy like is like a like a marching band instructor. Like that's that's the whole thing. So which which makes the violence that he doesn't participate in, but witnesses done to Paul Dano very like jarring to him, where he's like. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> like, not like not only did I not do I not know who I am because my daughter is gone. I really don't know who I am because I'm standing by this happening. Insane. Viola Davis. There's a scene with Viola Davis where she confronts, not confronts, is taken to Paul Dano, right? Because she finds out what Terry Howard's doing when he's away at night, um, and she is presented with Paul Dano, who is beaten to a pulp and it's hor- genuinely a little horrifying to look at right um if and she like gets down because she's like chained to a, to the sink she gets down on her knees and just like puts out a picture of her daughter and she's like this is my daughter like like it, it's this like almost this moment that like very nearly bring me, brought me to tears and even like talking about it i'm like already getting a little like where Oof. It's this thing where this char- paul dano's character has only been met with violence and the reveal of paul dano's character is that in, that is true for his entire life. He was kidnapped at 10 and, like, repeatedly drugged and something or other to become, like, this basically, like, like a, I don't want to say an invalid because I think that's a bad word. But, like, you know, like, he, he can't function on his own and he's completely dependent on this M- M- Melissa Leo character who now pretends that he's her He's hit, uh, her son, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hugh Jackman, of course, has no conception of this. So he's beating the crap out of him, trying to figure out where her, where his daughters are, where his daughter is and where Terrence Howard's daughter is. And Viola Davis, I like, it's this, like, really stunning moment where whether or not it is genuine, Viola Davis meets this character with, like, this intense sadness and, like, t- but, like tenderness. This is a bummer, isn't it? It is a bummer of a movie but she's just like she just starts sobbing and like in in this like moment of i don't know what else to do she tries to let him go ah and it's ugh, it's so and then like even hugh jackman starts to waver because like again throughout the whole time like paul dano with his like 10 year old vocabulary is like i'm not this person that i'm that Mm -hmm. everybody says i am like yeah but like what he means is that like he was given a name by melissa leo's character he's like i'm not alex that's not me I don't, that's mm-hmm. not me. I don't, mm-hmm. I, do, I, this is not me. And like Hugh Jackman's getting so angry about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I know you did. I know you did it. So it, it, it's, it's like such, ugh. I, I never thought I would say oh, that. Oh, I like, asked you this earlier, but I was yep. like, do you see parallels to like making a murderer in that moment? I don't, so I don't know a whole lot about making a murderer. I saw it a long time ago. I didn't finish it, so maybe What's I'm wrong. What's the premise? The, it, most of it is like, there's some guy that just nobody really likes in this town. Mm-hmm. And then they just arrest him for a crime he didn't do. To my understanding, early, early on, yes, right. Mm. Like, er, and it, again, as as the movie progresses, it turns out that yeah, ultimately there was no reason to ever mm-hmm. suspect that he did it. And Miss Leo is even is right. even like, yeah, he never did anything to those kids. It was all me, right? So I do I do think that there is an element, like a kind of exploration of that element where there's one obviously mentally ill guy who we don't trust and we don't like and who creeps us out. He must be the guy who did it, and then it happens again. With um, did you see the the Suicide Squad, the new one? Yeah, Polka Dot Man is um uh, another person who was also kidnapped by has, Melissa Leo. Yeah, he's got. He's weird. He also reminds me of Paul Dano in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where he's they're both a little, a little weird looking. Um, he was kidnapped too, right? And uh, and had the same thing happen to him, but he I guess escaped. And his only conception of how to cope with it now is to act that out 
over and over again. And for a while, Jake Gyllenhaal pursues him because he thinks that he's the one who kidnapped the kids, and he didn't. But he has all this memorabilia of children and blood, and mm-hmm. snakes are apparently a big thing because I think Melissa Leo's character is like implied to be like a weird Satanist. Um, and because he he cannot process what happened to him other than to do it again. Mm. And it's just such a... Wow, in talking about it now, I realize that I liked it a lot more than I thought I did in the moment. It is just such a like a well-crafted movie. It came out in it, before Enemy? It actually came out, I think, the same year. Oh, but wow. I, but I think Enemy was produced first. Okay. Um, but it, it, this is the movie where I buy the Denis Villeneuve hype, hype right? Mm-hmm. Enemy, didn't see it. Do, or I, I get it, but like not really. Yeah. Dude, didn't care. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Blade Runner yet. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is something special, though, I think, truly. That's um, nice. Every performance is great. G- genuinely quite gripping. I, I liked it all. I, I liked it a whole lot. I, I would say, I'd say the only thing I would, like, the character, I can get the character motivations behind, like, I just want to cause problems on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Character motivations being, I wanted to, we're waging a war against God. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah, cool sounding. Flush it out, maybe. Cool sounding. And I think that the implication is that, like, Melissa Leo lost a kid and it, well, yada, yada, yada. But, like, I'm still not super, I'm not super sold on that. But, again, mm-hmm. it's, so, like, tonally, it is so tight. And it is, narratively, it is so gripping. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Bummer. Tell me about Patterson. Sorry, I was looking at my telephone. I was looking at relevant okay. things. Tell me about Patterson. Patterson is a pretty solid movie. Mm-hmm. It's made by the guy who Jim made Jarmusch. that. Jim Jarmusch, who did yeah. the vampire movie with Tilda Swinton, I haven't seen. Only Lovers Left Alive. Have I haven't seen, seen it either. I would like. I'm I intrigued. really much would like. I'm I very much would like to. Really, really much would like to. And um. um Dead Don't Die, right? Dead Don't Die, yeah. which I'm not sure if I want to see or not. I feel like it might have Don't Look Up vibes. I don't know. Find out. I don't know anything about it. Other than, like, it has a pretty weird cast. Selena. Selena, who we're keeping an eye out for, as always. As always. As always. It is a really, really subtle movie mm-hmm. that's also, like, relatively transparent at the same time. Sure, okay. Like, you know, you know everything you need to know just from watching it, mm-hmm. but if you choose to look into it more... There are some pretty interesting details, and you can get a bunch of symbolism from it. I just chose not to. <laughs> uh, how do you mean? So, if you watch this movie, it's a pretty straightforward plot, pretty straightforward story, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like a glimpse into this guy's life. Sure. It's pretty much it. Is it actually like framed around like a week in the life? Yeah. Okay, cool. But, yeah, exactly. Like that. That's sweet. Um, it's six days. Okay. I guess seven. Yeah, okay, so sure. it's a whole whole week, I think. Sure, okay. Um, it's just Adam Driver lives in Pattinson, uh, Patterson, New Jersey. His name is Patterson. Mm-hmm. I wonder where this movie takes place. And yeah, it's it's really slow and kind of boring. But if you like a really nice, gentle movie, mm-hmm. it's a good one. And it has very nice, subtle commentary about like life and stuff Which like I think that. Is, I think is the vibe that, from what I can tell, like Jim Jarmusch tends to go for of like these kind of very these like terminally low key, subtle like under the mm-hmm. radar type things. Um, so yeah, I I think mm, full, dis- full disclosure. I will say I didn't finish this because mm-hmm. I was Benadryled out of my mind yeah. last night. So I was like, I'm too tired. I gotta go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's very um. So let me try and tell you. So it's so he it shows you each day. Mm-hmm. He gets up every day at the same time. Just no alarm. He just knows. Right. And um, he goes to work. His he cuddles his wife in the morning. Gets up. Uh, goes to the bus, drives around, listens to people's conversations. It's it's very nice to... It gives you a cool perspective about just, like, life as a whole. Sure. 
just just the way it, it, it this sounds super silly to say about a movie uh-huh. but it paints like what being alive like is like very well okay sure in a normal way like what is like, like a normal like it's not, life it's not a particularly fantastical movie no right? it right. just takes uh-huh. you through like what's like the beauty of life without it being not too Partic- dark. So it's not particularly like rapturous. Or, no, like, it's just completely okay, sure. like he drives his bus. He looks around at the city. He sees things that he likes. He sits by this waterfall nearby. Mm-hmm. He looks at it. He writes poetry. He listens to people's conversations. It's just like him. It seems like he's trying to find the beauty in life in a, in a normal in the normal stuff. So I watched about fifteen minutes, and can I tell you what the scene where he writes his first poem, and then like all the images of the, like the waterfall reminded me of? What's that? That show that you showed us about the Joe guy, Para. About Joe the, Para talks and, with you. Yeah, and that first episode where, where he's talking about where he he and his friend are at the beach talking about rocks. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of that. Yeah. It reminded me of like that, those kind of good vibes. Where it's very like, similar where sentiment. It's, like, it's it's the silly this kind of like silly goofy little dude who you wouldn't like really perceive yes. of being capable of this kind of like great emotion and appreciation, mm-hmm. and yet they he is. Yes, by the way, I recommend every single anybody if anybody's listening to this, you should watch all of Joe Paradox with you. It is a really really good show. I, I like I find there's something very sweet and like nice about that that kind of vibe of like yeah. even even this dude who's writing a poem is not very good. And this is like, like a very it has the exact same core sentiment of Joe Joe Paradox with you. Uh-huh. Um except it's it's way more subtle. Mm. And nobody's talking with you. Nobody's talking to you. <laughs> nobody's really he's nobody not saying to, anything most of the time. To, nobody wants to talk to you. Yeah, and it's just nobody wants to talk to you. No um, one wants to talk to you. I don't know what you're doing. Nobody wants to talk to you. Nobody wants There's to talk to you. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> There's something wrong with There's you. something wrong with you. Um, and that's where a lot of the movie comes from is like, he like his life is not like great. Yeah. He's like a, a normal house. He doesn't make a lot of money. His wife, he loves her, but she's kind of a deadbeat. She doesn't have a job. She just kind of has hobbies. And she asks for money from him sometimes mm-hmm. to fund her hobbies and stuff like that. And she spends just the day mm-hmm. being creative. Um, kind of reminds me of... Never mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. It, that... Sure. Um, and so pretty much the whole story is like just just a whole week. And he writes these poems... That's how he gets, like, a lot of release. He doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't say a lot to his wife. He's just a really quiet guy. He's kind of always in his head. Doesn't really say how he feels. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, his wife kind of walks over him a little bit. Right. Even if she means well. Kind of just steps over him sometimes. Um, so most of his life and, and all that he has for him is this the, this little secret book of poems that he has that he writes whenever he has any time. Mm-hmm. Um. And pretty much the rest of the movie is just adding on to this atmosphere and symbolism. He goes to the bar every night. Things can be really boring. Can, things can be really crazy at the bar. It's just like a very earnest look into life. Um, and at mm. the very end, this is the spoiler. This is the only spoiler that I can really say. Okay. <laughs> is that at the end of the movie, uh, his wife has a really good day. You know, she makes, she's making all these cupcakes. They sell really well. And so they decide to go out to a movie. They go out to a movie together. It comes back. This stupid dog that his wife has. This really mean, nasty dog. Or not nasty, just just kind of a pes- pesky dog. Yeah. He he eats, he tears the book to shreds. Oh, Very thorough no. job on the dog's part. Martin did a great job. Oh, no. Completely tears it to shreds. Mm-hmm. And he's like, again, he doesn't say his feelings, but the show does a really, since you see his routine like mm. multiple times or at this movie, you know that he is unwell. Mm. 
like you you can tell that he's really really broken up about it he doesn't cry or anything but you can be like he doesn't wake up on time uh things like that you see how his routine's completely yeah. broken and so on his sunday off he goes back to the waterfalls and just sits there alone looking and then a guy from japan um oh by the way for context uh, if you don't know William Carlos Williams, he's a poet that I guess also is from who Patterson, we, New Jersey. We referenced the other day I when we know. did the Icebox thing. I know. <laughs> we did our, our, weird, our weird extended bit about the Icebox poem. Yeah, palm. which they do read. They Excellent. do read. This is Full just to circle. say. yeah. Um, I had no idea I was going to be watching this movie. <laughs> but yeah, they read. They read. This is just to say in it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Taking a swig of water. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the end of the movie is the end of the movie I really like. Mm. Where just a, a guy from Japan, he goes to Patterson, New Jersey, just to see like William Carl- Carlos Williams stuff. He writes Japanese poems, um, and you know he just writes he, his poems are in, in Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, he's just kind of talking a little bit to uh, Adam Driver or Patterson, and Patterson's just a little bit grumpy and. Uh, the guy is just trying to talk to him, try to talk to him about poetry. Um, and then at the very end, oh, or they're just talking back and forth about uh, poets. And Adam's like, oh, I'm not into poetry because he's sad. <laughs> but then as they're talking, he realizes that uh, the, the guy from Japan mm-hmm. was like, oh, this guy does like poems. Mm-hmm. So then he gives him an empty uh, notebook. And is like here you the Japanese can, guy does? yeah he's like mm. here's an empty notebook you can start writing poetry or something you know empty oh. pages and so it just ends with him writing another poem in the in the book it is a super super simple movie that is really nice but it's just like I like that if a you lot. watch this in a good headspace I feel like it could really pack a punch sure yeah um, it's just it kind of shares my outlook on life where it's just like you can like like life can be bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has some bad things happen to him, like his bus breaks down and, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you can just keep on, you know. Take it, take joy in the simple pleasures. The simple pleasures. Enjoy the things that bring you happiness. You're, and yeah, happiness. and I think, like, the, there's lots of symbolism to be had. One interesting observation I made in this movie, his wife's, like, kind of this artist. Mm-hmm. And she has this, like, this is one cool thing that they established is this aesthetic she has and the type of things she likes to paint and things she likes to do. And so every time he comes home, she's like, oh, look what I did. What, look what I painted on the curtains and stuff like that. And then even once they stop pointing it out, you see, there, like, so the house slowly becomes more and more covered in her art and, and things like that. that she made. Yeah. I think I'll like this movie when I finally commit to watching it. It's really it. sweet. Yeah. I wish I had more to say about it. People... I'm going to be honest, I hate when people write super long stuff on Letterboxd. I'm like, I'm not reading this. <laughs> I'm not reading this. I go this. back and forth. I go back and forth on like the point of Letterboxd. So people have super long takes on sure. how they feel about this movie. Uh-huh. Let's see if I can find somebody with something more interesting to say. Um, I just wasn't in the like headspace to like want to think too hard about this sure, movie. Sure. But I definitely could if I felt like it. Mm. I mean, um, yeah. You want to do, in the meantime, you want to do our last couple questions? I have something else. Yeah, but we also have like, like three minutes. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, let's do our last couple questions. Well, would you smash or pass on Patterson? Yes, you, I would. Would you smash or pass uh, Detective David Loki? Uh, I haven't seen this movie. Hang on, let me show you. Let me show you a picture. Of this. I mean, I guess aesthetically, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind. I think he's. I think he's a little. Um, you know. the thing I wanted to read before while you're looking yeah, that ahead, up. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to read this quote from the movie that says, "There's always another day, right?" And that's the, the whole embodiment of this movie in one that sentence nice. like that, that somebody put on Letterbox. That is nice. 
Someone said, um, David David Loki. He's got hand tat. He's got tattoos and he's got knuckle tattoos and I think that's real hot. I think that's real nice. Like, he has his hair slicked back all the time and I don't like that as much. Um, but I would I would smash a lot. I don't think I could fix him. Um, I could not fix him. I he's so broken. Yeah. So broken. Um, I don't think there's really anything to fix about Patterson. I'm assuming. Probably not a whole um, lot. I'd buy him a new. He, I would not marry. I would not marry him. Oh, okay, sure. Um, because he's too closed off mm-hmm. with his emotions. I agree. I can see that. I can see that. You gotta be more honest with me, King. I probably wouldn't buy him. I would probably buy him a new notebook and then just give him like a pat on the shoulder. I'm trying to find that really, really long review. Do you think that? Um, I don't. I would say <laughs> so I that this this is absolutely not a character who could be played by Dylan O'Brien. Would you say that Patterson could be played by Dylan O'Brien? No. No, really. I also have never. I, I don't know if I've said this. I've never. I know seen you have, Dylan and I refuse. I refuse to drop the bit, even though it's not at all relevant anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of anything else we could talk about as you look for this. Do you want me to do a, let me, while I do this, Adam Driver, like an actual fan club? No, I want to do, do it. I want to do one. You want to do an Adam Driver one? I want to do a Jake Gyllenhaal one. Because you, you, know, you know what I've learned? T- t- turn the tides? You know what I've learned? Yeah, that this bit is great. You know what I've learned? Mm-hmm. This bit is great, but I don't, also I'm not as good at it as you, as you are. One day, Jake Gyllenhaal and I. I found it. That is, that is quite long. Oh my God, that's really This long. is for a one star. That's one star? Yes. My yes. God. My God. Okay. I haven't been writing long reviews lately. There have been a myriad of reasons. None important. But with this movie, I felt compelled to for a one star review. Why? Please be new. I don't, actually don't read this. Tell me what their top four are. Go to their profile. Oh, great question. Um, it's oddly. What's in their top four? It's not loading. Do your. Uh... Well, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to decide what Jake Gyllenhaal's top four uh, is right now. I'm gonna, talk, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna assign Jake, I'm gonna assign Jake Gyllenhaal a top four. Um, let's see. I'm gonna say that in Jake Gyllenhaal's top four, we have they're pro, by the way. They're pro. Oh, ew, gross. Oh, this is a really weird. I'm gonna I want to do Jake Gyllenhaal's top four based off of movies that I have in my um, letterbox. Let's see. Yeah, I would say Jake Gyllenhaal's top four is um, 2021 Cinderella, <laughs> um, Showgirls, the movie. Um, Cats 2019, but not for the reason you think. Okay. And not the reason you think. It's for it's for the moment where uh Ian, what's his last name? McKellen. Ian McKellen is standing up and lapping up milk. No, standing yeah. oh, while yeah, lapping. Yeah. Um, and the Sonic movie, the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's his. I think that's his top four. Um, what are, what insights do we have on this randos? I think this person did a bit, so it's not. Oh, it's gross. not their legitimate. Okay. All right, never thing. mind then. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, that's Jake. That's my Jake Hall fan club, and I imagine that if we and my part of my scenario, of course, is that if we met in person, we would kiss. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, can I do Adam Driver's top four? Uh, yeah, yeah. Adam Driver's top four is um, it's a Barbie, uh, Princess and the Popper. <laughs> okay. Right. Number two is Barbie in the Diamond Castle. Yeah. Okay. Number three is Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, love it. And number four is uh, Barbie Swan Lake. And that's the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. The Jake Gyllenhaal and Adam Driver. And fan Adam Driver club. fan club. Um, next week for the Jake fan club, I'm going to be watching End of Watch. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch Black Klansman. Oh. I thought I'd switch it up on you. Oh my god. Keep you guessing. I wanted you to. I wanted a good vibes movie. Good though. I is think- that a bad vibes movie? It's Spike Lee, so it's going to be a little heavier. It's, it's going to be a little be, bit heavier. There's going to be some racism here, folks. Also, we're both doing movies about cops. We're both doing movies about cops. Neat. That was the point. You're so smart for that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're smart. We can both talk about. Because people used to talk about. I'll end this soon. Yeah. A black Klansman being propaganda. I want to know if that's true. 
and we're gonna it find out. It was huge discourse. We're gonna find we'll out, find if, out. If, if it's copaganda, if or in comparison to real copaganda. Is End of Watch actual copaganda? Oh, for sure. Okay, yes. we'll compare them. We're gonna find out. How long is End of Watch? Maybe I'll watch maybe it. Maybe like I want to say it's actually not that. It's like normal movie length. Let's find out. Because I'll maybe watch it so I can compare them. Let's see. End of Watch is an hour forty nine. So it's not. I mean, it's like a normal movie. I'll see how I feel. Until we, until that we'll point, see though, how I feel until we'll see then. how we'll see how Jem feels at that point. Yeah. I'll let you know when yeah. the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club comes back next yeah. week. Goodbye. Bye. I really didn't understand the premise of the show.